We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Turn over there to 1 Peter. The Word of God, he says, is the incorruptible seed. Now, when I was farming, if I could got a hold of incorruptible seeds, I could have made it, brother. I could have made it much better than what I made it. Verse 23, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. Incorruptible means indestructible. But incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. In other words, it's an enduring substance incorruptible seed. Now, God's Word is filled with the substance called faith. Now, keep that in mind. Let's read from 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. Peter says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things. His divine power. Do you have any idea what his divine power is? His divine power is his divine word. God's word is where his power comes from. So he said, according as his divine power, now the Greek is dunamis, which is the word that we get our word dynamite from, or dynamo, through his dunamis power hath given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. It came through the knowledge, through knowing. When you gain the knowledge of God, you'll gain some faith of God. Faith cometh by hearing. And then verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in this world through lust. Now, notice it said you might be. It didn't say you would be. And I think this is where we miss it sometimes. Some people think if it's in the Word of God, then it'll happen to me if it's God's will. No, no, it won't happen to you just because it's the will of God. It's God's will for you to prosper and be in health in this life. But many people are sick, and many people suffer poverty. But you see, it won't happen just because it says that in the Word of God. Because there's things we have to do. We have to believe it. We have to act on it. You see, the Bible says that Jesus died for the sinner, too. But all sinners are not saved, are they? All sinners will never be saved because all sinners won't receive the Word of God and act on it. So just because Jesus died for the sinner does not save all sinners. I mean, as far as God's concerned, they're saved. All they've got to do is receive it. But many of them will never receive that divine favor. So here he says, according as his divine power hath given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness, and whereby are given to us exceeding great and precious promises. Here's the promise then. The promise has the seed in itself. The ability is in the promise itself to produce what the promise said in your life. See, the same as the seed in the apple has the ability to produce another tree that will produce more apples just like the one that you got the seed from. 
So here he says, through the exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. You might be. Didn't say you would be. You could be. You have to make the decision. God can't make it for you. I can't make it for you. You have to make the decision. Now, go with me back over there to Romans, the fourth chapter. Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Underline the phrase, the righteousness of faith. Verse 16, Therefore it is a faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now notice that God calls things that are not as though they were. He calls for the things that are not. Now when an individual starts to lay hold on the promise of God and say, Father, your word says that if I give, it'll be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. If I sow bountifully, I'll reap bountifully. Because I've done it, Father, I confess that it is given unto me. Not going to be. It is given to me, good measure, I have sown bountifully, therefore I do reap bountifully. And I boldly proclaim it, that I do, because I believe it, I've conceived it, I have done it, I am acting on it, I am proclaiming it, therefore I say I have abundance in Jesus' name. Now I may look around and they may be lack everywhere I look. And they say, well, how in the world can you say you have abundance when there is lack? I'm calling for the thing I don't have. Why in the world would I call for something I do have? I call for what I don't have. God calls things that are not. God looked out and saw darkness in Genesis 1-2, but you know what God said? He said, whoo, it's dark. Oh, no, that wasn't what he said, did he? He said, light be, and light was. Well, there wasn't any light out there, but he called it. So when you're confessing the promise of God, you're calling for the manifestation of it. I'm confessing it as though I did have it because I've acted on it, I believe it, I've conceived it in my heart, so I'm calling it. I'm not trying to convince you already have it, but I'm calling it. It goes on to say that God calls things that were not as though they were. Abraham did the same thing, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. When there was no hope naturally, Abraham decided to believe in hope. He made a decision to believe what God said. Now let me tell you something, folks. You're not going to just wake up some morning feeling like believing God. You've got to make a decision to believe what God said. Because some of the things God said in here is totally contrary to what you are experiencing in life. And that's why you've got so many people going around the country saying, Oh, this faith stuff doesn't work. Well, why doesn't it? Because I tried it and it didn't work. It won't work if you try it. It only works when you do it. See, they're preaching experience instead of the Word of God. It's always dangerous to preach experience. I don't care what you experience, it does not change God's Word. 
I mean, if you lay hands on ten sick people and all of them die, the instant you lay hands on still does not change the word of God that says you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The word hasn't changed. But you know what people do? They go to preaching experience instead of the word. Then they get in error and they get a lot of other people in error. That's how denominations all down through the years that were praying for the sick, believing in healing, and finally got to where they didn't believe in it anymore because they started preaching experience. The Word of God is true, and it'll work for you if you'll work it. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? He made a decision to believe it. And when he made a decision to believe it, you see, God changed his name. I want to show you what God did to cause the manifestation of the promise to come to Abraham. When he appeared to Abraham the first time, Abram was 75 years old. He told him of the promise. 24 years went by and he still didn't have the promised child. Now he's 99 years old. 17th chapter of Genesis, God came to him and said, I've made you the father of many nations. And then he changed his name and made him start telling people, I am Abraham, which meant father of nations. See, he had God's word for it. That's all in the world he had it was God's word for it. He had no experience to go by. Experience told him it wouldn't work. What if he had preached experience? He made a decision to believe God. When there was no hope naturally, he made a decision to believe what God said and believe in hope. And he went to the Word of God and got him some hope. So no matter what the doctors have told you, no matter what the financial advisors told you, if there's no hope for you in any one of those areas, go to the Word of God and see what God said about it. And begin to call for that. So, after he started saying, I am the father of nations, started saying, I am Abraham, and the people knew what he meant when he said Abraham. In those days, they knew what a name meant. And brother, they knew he meant, I'm the father of nations, and he's 99 years old, his wife's 90. They wanted to laugh, but they didn't dare because all the people in the county worked for him. God forced Abram into proclaiming that I am the father of nations when there was no manifestation of it whatsoever. All he had was God's word. He didn't go around saying, I'm not old, I'm not old. He just went around saying, thank God I'm the father of nations. In less than a year after he changed his name, the child was born. Isn't that amazing? Just exactly like God said. So if the promise hasn't come to you in the Word of God, then ask yourself, have I called it? Have I believed it? Have I spoken as though it were mine? Because the Word of God furnishes the ability to cause the manifestation of the promise. You take the promise, confess it, proclaim it from your own mouth. I didn't get into the 10th chapter of Romans to point that out to you, where Paul said, the righteousness which is of faith says, the Word is nigh me. In my mouth and in my heart. If you don't have the word in your mouth, it won't get in your heart. After that, see, he says, faith cometh by hearing the word of God. The whole context of Paul's teaching there is that you speak the word of God and it causes faith to come to you. Thank you so much for joining us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today. Our book offer all this week has been book offer number 7516. It's entitled, Faith That Will Work For You. 98-page paperback for $7 plus $3 postage and handling, total of $10. Now, this book was formerly entitled, How to Have Faith in Your Faith, but it's entitled now, Faith That Will Work for You. 
Now, we talk about in this book going back to the basics and the basic things of faith and how to put them in effect in your life and keep them in effect in your life. We talk about speaking in agreement with the Word of God. If you don't keep God's Word in your mouth, you'll get over in fear. One chapter title is called, Don't Go Whole Hog When Half Ready. You know, Jesus said to Peter, Come, as he was walking on the water. Peter said, Lord, if it be you, bid me come. And Jesus just said, Come. And Peter bailed out of the boat, but he didn't have water walking faith. He walked on the water to go to Jesus, but when he paid more attention to the waves and the wind than he did the word come, then he began to sink. And if you don't keep the word of God in your mouth, you will lose faith. So we must keep God's word in our mouth. Don't go whole hog when half ready. And that's seemingly what Peter did. But thank God he did walk on the water, didn't he? It wasn't very far, but he did. Now, we find that Jesus, after he had preached the parable of the sower, he said, let us go over to the side of the lake. And there's a storm came on the lake. And he was asleep in the back. And they woke him and told him that we're all going to drown. Carest thou not that we perish? And Jesus arose and rebuked the wind and the sea. And then he said, where was your faith? Well, their faith was in their mouth, and they believed they were all going to drown. So sometimes people have the reverse gear of faith. That was fear. They spoke their fears, and that was the only faith they had. They had faith to die. That's offer number 7516 for a total of $10. Until Monday, this is Charles Capps reminding you that the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Capps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Caps Ministries and our listeners in this area.